Alright, welcome back into Indie B&B. Today we are joined by a very special guest. Something that's a little bit of a change-up for us. Uh, we have an author, up-and-coming indie author, Catherine Shook. I guess you're not indie because you probably have a label, but, you know, hey, you're independent in my eyes. You're, you're up-and-coming. We got reduced for the first book. So, Catherine, how are things up in New York today? Um, hi, things in New York are good. Um, I am sorry to report that, okay, I'm not... Like, I'm not self-published. You're right. I do have a publisher, but you should buy my book at an independent bookstore. So in a way, there is an indie, there's an indie bend here. I love it. I love it. Yes. And, uh, you know, we'll get right into the book. This is your first one, correct? First book coming out. So if we're being honest, that's the title of it. And it is by Cat Shook. Is that your, is that your moniker? Are you Catherine or Cat Shook whenever you start moving forward? I guess. Well, so, I mean, my name is Catherine, but any, like in any job that I've ever had, I've always been called cat. Like my bosses always just have shortened it. And because I previously worked at a literary agency where I'm now represented. So they just assumed that I would do cat shook. And multiple people told me that that sounds like better and sexier and cooler than Catherine shook. So like, but I mean, some people do call me cat. Some people do call me cat shook. So it's not like quite a pen name, but almost like we're getting there. I can't wait for your second pen name. You know, I'm a big fan of the Dr. Seuss to P.D. Eastman, you know, that, you know, that transition. Um, but I like the pen name. I love it. Cat Shook. So if we're being honest, let's get into it. You know, let's talk about it. But, you know, you have this passion for writing. Where did that come from? You know, I don't know. I, I'm the same generation as you. I can't write an essay or anything. But yet you have written a full cover to cover fictional book that is excited getting people excited about buying it so talk about that what, what's got the passion um well thank you for the question I have always wanted to be a writer my whole life I so I don't know exactly like when it started really but I have a great aunt who has had a few children's book public like books published my dad wrote for a couple of newspapers and different publications when he was younger so I just always knew there was a thing that like people could do and so I just always wanted to do it. Um, when I was a child, I published a really popular publication called the Shook Family News. That was like just a riveting piece of uh, journalism. No, it would just be like, <laughs> my dog pooped today or whatever. Um, but I've just always wanted to do it. And I've always written short stories and stuff just like growing up. But then in college, and I majored in English and creative writing in college, but I had no idea like if that was a feasible career, like if that was something that you could really do like professionally, or I knew that you could obviously, but I didn't know how you went about doing that. So I moved to New York after college and um, I worked at a literary agency and that's where I sort of figured out how the whole world like worked. So you got into this like back ends part of it. So, you know, when you, when you got in there, did you see some things that like, Ooh, I like what they're doing. I'm going to emulate that whenever I get my first time, you know, book deal. Or what were some of the things that you learned in that experience to to project you forward? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like not to talk shit. Wait, can I cuss in here? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, not to talk shit, but like I do, I was really lucky in my previous job where I got to work with so many wonderful authors and agents, but also I definitely was taking notes on what not to do and how not to act. I think more than I was learning what to do, not in terms of craft, like all the writers that are represented there 
like are so talented and great. And it was a really good masterclass and how to become a better writer. But as far as like attitude goes, I definitely was like, Ooh, I'm going to always be nice to people, you know, cause that wasn't always the case. Yeah. I, you know, there's some sort of a, you know, uh, I, I guess a corner that gets put hold for, you know, or a, a, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm, I'm quite the order myself, but uh, the, you know, you kind of get pigeonholed as a writer because you have these guys that are, you know, very famous. You're, you're people who are very, you know, disturbed and not, you know, excited about what they're doing. And they end up getting, you know, they're drunk in a ditch and then they get famous, you know, 20 years later and they never knew they were famous. And like, <laughs> I think that there's, you know, something to be said about somebody who's just like, hey, I'm positive. I, buy my book because it's fun and I'm fun and it's, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm not going to be a pain for anybody. I like that. Yeah. Well, I think a big part of it was like, I didn't tell anyone that I worked with at the time that I wanted to be a writer. And so I would see all of these people like getting book deals and having their debut novel come out and all this stuff. And I was sitting there and I wanted that like so badly that I think over the years, I built up this sense of like bargaining with the universe where I was like, okay, if I get this deal, I'm going to be so happy. And I'm going to be so excited because I've watched other people get it all these, like for all these years. And I want it to be me so badly so that I really have nothing but like excitement and gratitude around the fact that it's my turn. Yes, it is your turn. And well, I want to get into, you know, kind of the, the, the creative process and writing the book, you know, I, I think about that. It seems so daunting to me to sit there and look at a blank page and say, go. So what do you, you know, I guess, are there things you do to psych yourself up? Are there things that you do to, you know, what, what are some of the things you may have taken away from some of those other artists? Like talk about, uh, you know, the writing process itself, you know, to its core. Yeah. Let's, let's get deep into it. I mean, I do yeah. think that everyone's process is super different. And so I've definitely like tripped myself up, tripped myself up over the years, I think by Trump, by like reading in an interview that like, you know, George Saunders does things this way, or like another author might do things one way. So then I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. But I think it's really about figuring out what works for you. And for me with this book in particular, I started it during true like COVID lockdown. Like I was in New York where it was really intense and, you know, we weren't really allowed outside very much. So like the way that this book came about was that I would like work my day job remotely, like shut my laptop my roommate is also a writer. And so he and I would drink like two bottles of wine and like eat dinner. And then we'd be like, okay, go into your room. And like, we're not going to come out until we've written like our goal. So for me, I was writing 2000 words a day. So I would just kind of like go into my apartment, like write, And then we'd like come back out and like watch a TV show. So that was how I got the first draft out. Um, but so I think for me, it's about setting like for a first draft, I set word count like daily goals and go from there. But like, that's not what everyone does. And that's okay. Yeah. What, um, you know, were there, were there points in that, like, where did you just start kind of coming with the story at that point and start developing characters in those, you know, 2000 words, maybe, maybe not like the full story, you know, start to end, but like, just start kind of getting ideas on the page to did it like begin with short stories and then they kind of built in together. And then you're like, Ooh, I can just like bridge all these through this way or, did you start, like, I can imagine if you told me to go write 2000 words, like I would be like, Oh, like, let me go write down you know, what I did that day. Like we did, yeah. did, were there, were there differing things that you wrote down that and those sessions? Yeah, definitely. So I think, I mean, this book and the process of writing the book was really, really character driven. 
And like, this is going to make it sound like I should be institutionalized, but I could, I can just like hear them talking in my head. Like I can hear them. And I was like, who is that? So I just was writing just random scenes from these people that I was hearing and like what I thought they were experiencing. And then the more that I wrote of that, I was like, oh, I think that this could be a story where like, maybe they're all in the same family and they all have these different things going on. But like, if they're thrown together for this one week, which is what happens in the book, it's like a family reunion that takes place over the course of a week. Um, then everything just, I kind of ended up weaving everything together and the story came later, but yeah, at the beginning it was just like, oh, okay. Like there are these sisters and they're talking in the airport. Like, what are they talking about? And I would just kind of like write that. And I mean, that scene's not even in the book, um, but it's all just, it all just comes from the characters. And then I started like bridging it together. Like you said, I like it. I like it. So, you know, within the inspiration for the book, you said these scenes are in your head of, you know, these two characters talking, is there any inspiration you pulled from, you know, your family or, you know, real life that you've you know, kind of woven into the book? That's kind of, you, if some people read it, they'll be like, me and Catherine had that exact same conversation or, <laughs> uh, you know, she definitely took that from, from a life experience. Yeah. I mean, no one in the book is based on anyone. And I'm like nervous for some of my cousins and aunts and uncles to read it because I feel like they're going to think it's them, but it's totally not. It's really and truly like no one in this book is based on anyone. And the, the, the situations in this book are pretty outlandish and are not based on real life. Uh, but what I will say is that my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago and at his funeral, there was some sort of like miscommunication where the priest had been told that like someone from the family was going to like open up the funeral and like speak, but no one had planned on doing that. So like the funeral starts and the priest is like, okay, so someone from the family actually has a few words to say, but no one had anything prepared. And we were all like really devastated because we were all really close with my grandfather. He was this like wonderful man. And I was sitting next to my grandmother and she was like, well, get on up there. And I was like, shit. So then I was like, and my grandfather was like a beloved man in this like small town. So it was like a pretty full church and I am not a great public speaker. So off the cuff, I was just like, yeah, my grandfather was great. Like he took me to see this movie, like telling all these like fucking random anecdotes. And it was just a shit show. And then the rest of it turned out fine. But when I came back to New York, everyone was, and my grandparents are from Valdosta, Georgia. And then I came back to New York and everyone was like, well, how did everything go with your grandfather's funeral? And I was like, honestly, it was a shit show. And even though the funeral that opens my book where a grandfather dies, that funeral is also a shit show in a completely different way. My grandfather did not do the things that Jerry, the patriarch of my book has done, but the opening line is Jerry Williams's funeral was a shit show. So I think I just, I liked the sound of that. Like, oh, the funeral was a shit show. And so that's the closest thing I think to anything that's like from my life that's in there or that inspired it. But yeah. Wow. I mean, the opening line of the book is Jerry Williams's funeral was a shit show. Yes. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) I mean, again, I, you know, I've told you kind of off this, but like I, I don't read books, but you know, if you, if you open up with something strong like that, I always knew from every writing class I took that you had to have a hook. So, I mean, I'm hooked in. If, if our listeners aren't hooked in, you know, they better be, because it's going to be a great book whenever that comes out. So when does the book come out? Let's talk, let's talk logistics for just a second here. And then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the actual story and, and some more stuff like that. But let's, you know, I want to get them, make sure we get them in. Where, when is, when is it coming out? 
what's where, where is it available where can, where can we find it yeah well the first thing that I do want to say to your listeners is that I'm so sorry I'm sure you thought you were going to be hearing from like a really cool band and instead you're talking <laughs> to this like nerdy writer and I can't imagine something more disappointing so I apologize but the book is coming out on April 18th and you can pre-order it though right now from wherever you like to pre-order um I personally am a big fan of independent bookstores And I really like the website bookshop.org that allows you to order from like what you can pick a certain independent bookstore, or you can just order generally and they'll pick the store for you. But pre-ordering is a really helpful thing to do for authors because it can help alert stores to the idea that a book might be big and maybe they should order more. And like, it can really set the tone for how the book will do. So pre-ordering is a really great thing to do, but if you don't want to pre-order it, it's out on April 18th and you can get it wherever. Love it. Love it. So pre-order bookshop.org yeah i hope i i think it's oregon.com but let me like double check we'll we'll put it all we'll put it all right there below you in the description uh we'll put it in the uh uh on the spotify everything so they'll be able to link it out and Perfect. get to it that way so um but you know you you're doing a reading uh on may 5th here in our beautiful city of atlanta are both of our hometowns um yes and I, i'm curious about readings because you know, it's not like a concert, like you're not going to read the book all the way through. Like it's no, I am like, like a hundred, how many pages is it? No, I think, I mean, I'm going to read maybe like a paragraph, like reading in public sounds really, it's not fun. Like no one enjoys that. Like the person reading it doesn't, I'm sure. I'm sure very yeah. few people enjoy hearing it. So I'll maybe read like a paragraph or two, I think. Um, and then for that one, I'm not sure there might be like a moderator. Um, so it might be like a moderated conversation. Uh, there'll also be a Q&A. So if anyone is curious about writing, I recommend you come because I'll be there and I'm happy to answer any questions. So yeah, and I kind of want to go to Mo's and Joe's after. So I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, there will, there is there is a high, high potential for hot wings post this reading. So uh, Ooh, everything yeah. said, and some PBR. Uh, Absolutely. So. I may be guzzling PBR during the event. Do you think that, do they allow alcohol in that store? You're talking to a guy who's, I, I, I don't go to a lot of bookstores. I wish I would. I, I should. I should go to more. Uh, I did go to a show at a bookstore recently. So, um, but I wasn't there for books. But the guy did convince me to, to start thinking about books. So, uh, Good. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, I want to get back to the book, you know, the title. I, I, I feel like, you know, band names, are, are similar to titles wherein like, you know, if it looks good on a t-shirt, it's got to look good on a cover. You know, there's a lot of similarities there. So talk about like how you came up with, if we're being honest, you know, what is the, what's that title? You know, it's powerful. So how'd you get it there? Well, I was probably like halfway through writing it and the book is, so like I mentioned earlier, the premise of the book is that this whole family has to return to this small fictional town in Georgia for their grandfather's funeral. And so there's like cousins, there's aunts, there's uncles, and there's his widow, Ellen. So there's three generations of the family. And they have like one of their dearest family friends is getting married in the town the next week. So they all come back from the funeral, but they're staying the whole week. And at the funeral, a big secret about Jerry is revealed. That's the patriarch who's dead. And so they're all kind of reeling like from the revelation of that secret. They also individually are all dealing with their own kind of stuff. And a lot of stuff over that week just like comes to light. Um, And a lot of things that had been hidden previously just no longer were. So I realized that the idea of like being honest was a major theme. And then I 
I just like the expression a lot. Like if we're being honest, if I'm being honest, you know, people say it all the time. Right. And so I sort of thought like, oh, that would be a kind of pithy, cool title, but there's no way that it's available. And then I looked it up and no one had done it before. So I was like, fuck yeah, that's going to be the title. I like it. I like it. There's something to it, you know, like they're the taking like a phrase or something like that. And then, you know, obviously weaving it in with the, with the book, like that's, that's really, you know, like I, I could, I, I was like so excited to talk to somebody like, I, I, everybody I talk to, you know, I couldn't do it. Like I can't be a, a rock star or I can't be an author, but like, you know, being able to understand the inner workings of the process is just so, so cool to me. So well, um, I think I'm always so jealous of band names because I feel like, like the title of a book has to relate to the book probably, or probably should in some way, but a band name can be fucking anything. And like, that is, I mean, I'm sure that's like so scary, but also so great. You know, we've, we've had so many different, like so many different explanations to the band names. Like, um, you know, we had somebody on, I had a bank on that I just released actually today, March 15th, when we're recording this. Uh, the moss and I go why do you call it the moss he goes dude because moss can just survive anything and I was like that's amazing that's fucking awesome yeah and like that's yeah. it's perfect and that also gives you like such a good visual like that's perfect yeah, yeah. and then like one guy was like I guess so it's runner with three ends so what's the deal with the three ends and they're like he goes yeah I don't know I just I just wanted to add an end in there yeah. <laughs> like, <"All right."> <laughs> but that's <laughs> the thing is you can do whatever you want my publisher would never yeah. let me misspell a word on purpose sadly yeah we couldn't beat cat with two t's <laughs> <laughs> maybe for book two book two ketchup there we go all right well i think we're we're getting a little silly here so i think we we're going right. right into pete peterson's party pack of questions this is 20 questions right in a row cat shook and it's going to be intense all right okay. are you ready I don't think I am ready, but I don't think that's going to matter to you. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Pete Peterson's party pack questions. Here we go. Cake or pie? Cake. Cake. All right. Salad or soup? Soup. All right. Are you uh, eating your soup over the sunrise or the sunset? I guess that's a weird question. Sunrise <laughs> or sunset? <laughs> sunset. Would you rather hit a home run or score a touchdown? Home run. Okay. Night in or night out, what are you doing more of nowadays in New York? Ugh. Sadly, lately, it's been more nights in, but I'm about to turn in um, the edits for my second book, and then it's going to transition to nights out. All right. Hopefully we can get that. We're, hey, we're getting a night out with her May 4th, Mo's and Joe's. She's drinking 20 PBRs. We already <laughs> we heard it here first. All right. When you walk into a party, are you more likely to do the robot or the worm? Robot. Robot. All right. Guac or queso at your favorite Mexican joint? Queso. And there's no good queso in New York. Interesting. I've never heard yeah. that. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Tea is ridiculous. I like that. That's a good answer. Dogs or cats? Like oh that's actually so hard because I love them both so much, but I am gonna say dogs. I like it. All right. Gombies, as you call Gombies. them. Gombies. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, are you more like a ninja or a pirate, would you say? I'm going to say pirate because I'm loud. I like it. All right. Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. Toast or bagels? Bagels. In New York, of course. Yeah. Chips come on. or pretzels? Chips. Does anyone say pretzels? 
Oh yeah, we've had multiple people say pretzels. They okay. think, hey, like they they add in all all the whole breadth of pretzel, which is the soft pretzel as well. So. Oh shit! Well, I also do love those pretzels that um have the peanut butter pouch. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, about? peanut butter filled pretzels. There's the dot pretzels that people sleep on. Oh, but I dots mean, are like dots are the love child between chips and pretzels. That's true. A lot of seasoning. It's good. Yeah. We like it. We like it. Fries or tots? Fries. Fries. When you sit down, are you watching a TV show or a movie? These days, I feel like it's usually more TV, but we did just have the Oscars, so I was trying to watch a lot of movies. Okay, I like it. Are aliens real? Yeah. What about Bigfoot? Probably not. Is love at first sight real? <laughs> uh, not for me. I like it, I like it. All right, and our last question of Pete Peterson's party pack of questions, you can slain through this who are some authors we might not know that we ought to check out and read give me one or two okay okay that's kind of hard um so i'm i'm looking over at my books to make sure that i'm not forgetting anything um well if you want to do bands i'll do i'll do authors um i can't have your listeners hear me be like beyonce (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um well there is a wonderful author named becky chalson who has a book coming out on the same day as me that is a wonderful summer book that i highly highly recommend and oh another of my favorite authors that i feel like people should read way more of her is um her name is jen vegan and her most recent book is called big swiss Jen Began. I'm not gonna be able to spell that. How do you spell it? B-E-A-G-I-N. Jen Began, big Swiss. Is that about a big Swiss person? It is. It's about a big Swiss woman. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's go. All right. Well, you conquered Pete Peterson's party pack of questions with Becky Chalson and Jen Began. Her book, Big Swiss. Highly recommended. Becky Charleston's got a book coming out April 18th as well. But you know who else has got a book coming out April 18th? That would be Catch Chuck, our, uh, <laughs> our guest of honor today. And Kat, we appreciate you stopping by. I look forward to seeing you on May 4th. I might have finished the book by May 4th. We'll see. I mean, it will be the first book I've read all year. Um, oh, my God. And- well, I'm honored. And I think you'll fly through it. And... The only thing I'm going to say is that there are a lot of characters, but there is a family tree in the beginning. So there's no, no reason to get confused. Good reference point. I like that. I'm a visual learner. That'll be good. I like yeah, that. that'll help. That's, that's, that's a big play. That's a big play. I like it. So May 4th, she'll be at the Virginia Highlands bookstore across the street from Mose and Joe's for those who are local listening on this podcast. Her book comes out April 18th globally. Um, you can pre-order it prior to that uh on bookstore.org or uh other places that you like getting books um so please check out if we're being honest by cat shook thank you cat shook for coming on indie bnb we appreciate you we look forward to having you on for the second book after this first book is a massive success and you live in a nice new york brownstone
Well, thank Yeah. I mean, your lips to God's ears. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. And you know that I love you. I'm sorry if that's inappropriate to say on your podcast. It's okay. It's okay. All, all good. All right. Thank you guys.